got uh, challenges ahead. But a nice day today, so get out and enjoy it. it does, you know, stay at home doesn't mean you have to stay in your home. Stay at home, but, uh, you know, you can still get outside and enjoy it. Hey, it's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some morning news. NBC News Radio, I'm Dean Mucho. President Trump is hopeful that a huge coronavirus stimulus package will be passed by the House. The Senate passed the $2 trillion package Wednesday night. The measure would provide direct payments to many Americans. President Trump's also saying FEMA continues to move a massive amount of critical supplies to help with coronavirus. More from Mark Mayfield. FEMA has shipped over 9 million N95 masks, 20 million face masks, 3.1 million face shields, nearly 6,000 ventilators, 2.6 million gowns. Trump noted that a lot of companies are pitching in to help with ventilators, such as Ford, Tesla, and GM. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Senator Amy Klobuchar's husband is out of the hospital after battling the coronavirus. A Minnesota Democrat said he'd been treated for pneumonia and low oxygen. She thanked the health care workers for treating him. China is banning most foreigners from entering the country to combat the COVID-19 coronavirus. Tom Roberts reports. Even foreign citizens who have residence permits will be denied entry starting on Saturday. The foreign ministry says diplomatic workers will be exempt, as will foreigners who are visiting for necessary economic, trade, scientific, or technological activities. It will also allow people with emergency humanitarian needs to apply for visas. Most of the new cases of coronavirus in China have been brought in from people traveling overseas. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. Legendary Harlem Globetrotter Freddie Curley Neal has died at the age of 77. For over 20 years, a basketball legend displayed slick dribbling skills while sporting his signature shaved head and bright smile. Neal became the face of the team as he played in over 6,000 games across 97 countries. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Oh, that's too bad. Curly Neal. Man, I remember as a kid watching him play dribble basketballs. I don't oh, think boy. there's been anybody, even in the NBA, that was as good at, or is as good at handling the ball. I mean, talking, I'm going back to Bob Cousy and everybody <laughs> yep. else. I mean, this Curly Neal was unbelievable. Yep, everybody, even, I was a wrestler in the end, but even I was in the Haymow and wherever, bouncing a basketball, oh, yeah. making believe I was Curly Neal. <laughs> yeah, you know, played in over six. I wonder what his record was with the Globetrotters. I don't think uh, when he, I, I know they lost like once to the uh, Generals. Yeah, I bet but, his uh, record was like 5,999 <laughs> yeah. to one or something yeah. like that. Great, you thought Jordan was good. <laughs> but yeah, Curly Neal, Meadowlark, Lemon, oh man, it was... Uh, I don't know if the Globetrotters, I think they're still around, but uh, you don't see them as much as you used to. They are. the boy. Greatest entertainment for oh, family Saturday entertainment. Saturday afternoon yep. on the ABC Wide World of Sports, yep. sitting there watching Well, I them. remember they were here at Eau Claire North High School. And, Absolutely. You know, they've been all over the world, but uh, great organization. Boy, there's a, yep. there is an organization that is, uh, you know, brings a lot of people together, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, if I lived in China, I'd be happy they wouldn't let me back in. I mean, why would you want <laughs> to live okay. in China? That, I mean, the, it's yeah. it's a tough place over there. Man, yes, oh, man. Yes. Not a lot of creature comforts, that's for sure. But anyway, we move on. we got our own news to talk about. It's five minutes after 5 o'clock, and there are some changes as far as activities are concerned, including coming up very soon, the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association 
annual bull test sale down at Platteville wrap it up. It's time to sell the bulls and uh, here's a little update. The 63rd Wisconsin Beef Improvement Bull Test Sale is still on. View the bulls in the pens by Friday, April 3rd. The sale will be broadcast on dvauction.com only and you can bid on the DV Auction website or by phone. Call the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association at 800-297-5747 That's 800-297-5747 Instructions on how to participate are on the website, Wisconsin Beef and in the catalog. Thank you for your understanding. They're happy to help. If you're looking for a great-paying, part-time job with flexible hours, check out 2020 Census Jobs. Apply today at 2020census.gov forward slash jobs to help strengthen your community. At Quick Trip, get the essentials for your family in just minutes. Milk, eggs, bread, plus hot sandwiches, pizza, and more. We'll get you and your family fed quick and simple. We got you covered. Quick Trip. Standing strong with the communities we serve. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at our weather. I think you're going to like today, and a lot like yesterday, we'll have a partly sunny sky, a few degrees warmer than yesterday. We should get to into the probably upper 50s today and down around La Crosse, places like that, maybe around 60, so not a bad day. But tonight... It will cool off. We'll be in the lower 40s overnight at short time tomorrow at the shank of the day. And it looks like uh, kind of a wet day. So if you want to get something done outside, today is uh, the day to do it. Tomorrow you're going to have to be uh, with a raincoat on, it looks like. Tonight it'll start after midnight and most of the day tomorrow we're going to see rain. High tomorrow is going to be about 49. Then cloudy early Sunday and then should start breaking up the clouds about 50 and then Sunday or Monday and Tuesday, really nice. Sun to partly sunny. High should be, oh, 56, something like that around the area. So not bad as we get ready to say goodbye to March and welcome April in on Wednesday. Green Bay's pleasant 31 this morning. It's 37 in Milwaukee. Madison and Sun Prairie, where the sun always shines. It's 34 degrees. Wausau, 39. Marshfield at 32. Big discrepancy there in central Wisconsin. Rice Lake at 29. La Crosse is 40 this morning is kind of the warm spot. And here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're about 32 degrees right now. Again, should see some sun at about 57 today. Let's check the Friday morning markets. They're next on West. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Arcadia Farm and Home's spring sale is happening now store-wide, like Irish Setter Chore Boots for $64.99 or Skid Steer Tires as low as $91.99. And Alfalfa Seed. Buy 10, get one free. Also, during this time of uncertainty, feel free to just call your order in, and they'll hold it for you. Call 608-323-7744. Don't miss Arcadia Farm and Home's spring sale happening now. Yes, they have it at Arcadia Farm and Home. See you soon. 
The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance on this Friday morning, let's take a look at the markets. Cash livestock. Scott, where are we at? Fed beef steers are at 101 to 114 with fed beef heifers at 101 to 114. Fed Holstein steers 84 to 39 with choice 77 to 83. Cows are at 35 to 73. Bulls 57 to 84 on the hog side. Butcher hogs are at 36 to 43. Sows 28 and down. Boars 11 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 140 to 160. And feeder lambs are at 160 to 240. And at the Mercantile Exchange, this yo-yo week as the market's down. As we look at the close from yesterday, this morning we've got April live cattle at 105.45, down $3. June cattle, 93.55, down 277. August at 94.47, down 270. October at 98.02, down 260. Feeder cattle for April at 125.10, down 362. May down 367 at 125.42. August feeder cattle, 131.60, down 350. And September down three and a quarter at one thirty two oh seven. Lean hog carcass contracts. April sixty two ninety down two ninety five. May, June, July all down three dollars at May sixty two twelve. June sixty eight seventy five and July at seventy sixty. Board of Trade they had a, not a bad market yesterday, but things uh, did come down a little bit overnight. Coronavirus and the ethanol industry playing a very big part, especially in these corn markets with, the you know, the gas price demand way down. Blending ethanol in there is a challenge now, and the ethanol industry is uh, is looking at some uh, some hard times, like, like dairy farmers, like everybody in agriculture right now. May corn this morning down another two cents in the overnight trade at 346. Oats down five to six at 266. May wheat down a penny at 568. And the soybeans did go up a nickel overnight at eight eighty-five, with meal up four dollars a ton at three hundred twenty-six dollars and ninety cents. Dairy markets like the livestock futures lower yesterday. Barrel cheese down three and three quarters, one forty and a quarter. Block cheese now at one seventy-four. That's down a nickel. Butter down to one fifty-nine. That's down six and a quarter. March class three down a nickel at sixteen twenty-three. April at fifteen seventy. That's down twenty four. May was down another thirty three cents, down to fourteen fifty six. Well, we started the year, the week. May was way over fifteen, almost sixteen dollars. June now at fourteen seventy three. That's down forty two. So that's fallen under fifteen dollars. And July down twenty six cents at fifteen forty four. Prices were lower out into twenty twenty one. So again, got some work to do. We got to get these markets back up. Uh, Interesting story that we saw involving our buddy Kenny Hyman over to the Nasonville Dairy and Hyman Holsteins and Kenny very inter- involved in the dairy industry as he has been and uh, found a story and some information very interesting. We'll talk about that as we go along this morning. About 12 minutes after 5 o'clock and we're looking at about 32 right now. 57, we should see a little sunshine today. Countryside Cooperative is being proactive during this COVID-19 crisis. Jim Tiedke is Chief Talent Officer, Sales and Marketing Leader with Countryside. He said while they have spent a lot of time working with their employers to keep them safe, they're also focused on their customers to make sure the crop gets in the ground safely this year as well. We'll have a, a letter going out to all the customers as well that will talk about you know ordering product how to handle it when the driver gets out there. You know, we're going to try to do electronic payments. We 
have a drop box in our lobby. Uh, we've got our main office is closed to the public, but, you know, there's people there to take phone calls and if there's needs and that type of thing, service-wise, we're, we're there to help people through those situations as well. Thanks, Jim. Jim Tietke with Countryside Cooperative, helping you navigate through this COVID-19 crisis. Hi, I'm Ben Lane, and I'm running for Circuit Court Judge in Chippewa County. As a judge, I will remain fair and impartial with a commitment to public safety. I'm already trusted to decide hundreds of cases each year as a court commissioner, so I'll be ready to get to work on day one. I will ensure that Chippewa County remains a safe place to live and raise a family. Avoid the crowds and stay healthy by voting early and absentee for me, Ben Lane, between now and April 7th. Paid for by friends of Ben Lane. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And on a Friday morning, we're about 14 minutes after 5 o'clock. And Scott, what's it look like some of our farm news? All eyes will be on the House of Representatives this morning in Washington as congressmen consider the $2 trillion stimulus package that the Senate passed on Wednesday on a 96 to nothing vote. The House is expected to also pass the bill so aid can get dispensed around the country as soon as possible to help the coronavirus situation. That will mean a $14 billion increase in funding for the Commodity Credit Corporation with the USDA having a total of almost $49 billion to help farmers make it through this crisis. That includes about $9.5 billion targeted specifically for livestock producers, including dairy farmers. The bill will also put another $15.5 billion into food stamp programs, as well as almost $9 billion more, more into child nutrition programs. And in this country, we have one of the most abundant, safest, and economical food supply systems in the world. And even during the current COVID-19 crisis, that continues to be the case. Price gouging at the grocery store hasn't been a problem, as USDA economists still say food price inflation this year will be up no more than 2.5% compared with a year ago. It's up only slightly from earlier predictions. Over the past 20 years, grocery store prices have averaged about a 2% increase every year. And uh, I heard the story that the most problem with price gouging for toilet paper. Imagine <laughs> and I that. think that's rightly so. People are getting a little bit carried away. Yeah. I thought it slowed down now, but the grocery stores are still struggling to keep their yeah. toilet paper stock. Those shelves are wiped clean sometimes. Oh, so. And this is an interesting story making the rounds. We saw it on the uh, Ag Connection here. Kenny Hyman over at Marshfield, of course, he and the family run the Nasonville Dairy and Hyman Holsteins, and Kenny very active in the Marshfield community, a longtime member of the, well, at that time, Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board, now the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Board, but uh, Kenny is uh, cutting edge. He, I remember people used to talk about making cheese to throw in the caves. Yep. He'd always, no, I'm going out to New York. I'm going to learn how to make Greek cheese, or I want to learn how right. to make all those other kind of cheeses that goes to the consumer market, not to the government cave. So Kenny's a real proactive guy. And he said in this story, uh, he's encouraged by the results of a study in China that found drinking cow's milk could have a positive impact on those suffering from ailments such as COVID-19. He, Kenny said the Chinese are pointing out something that many people in the dairy industry have known for years, that milk contains natural antibodies that help the body fight off disease. And uh, the research specifically, Ken said, 
looked at how the uh, lactoferrin protein in milk from cows helps the body's immune system fight off viruses with this coronavirus spreading so rapidly, he says, across the world and throughout our country, this could be an opportunity for the American dairy industry to step up and produce a way to help in this dire situation. Now, the study was a joint research project by the Chinese Dairy Industry, the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and several other national health agencies in Asia. But again, this story is one of those stories that has to get out. The only thing, in my mind... Mm-hmm. From Chinese research. Yeah. How much have we depended on and trusted, I guess, yeah. Chinese research? That's the only downside to this. There's, hopefully this can be corroborated by folks in our country or the other parts of the Western world. But uh, if it, uh, you know, I know, you know, obviously I drink a lot of milk and uh, I hope a lot of other people do. Got to drink more, obviously. Sure we got a lot, on, a lot of supply there. But uh, it's a... Uh, situation that uh, we've got plenty of milk out there you know everybody says well uh, oversupply overproduction a lot of it's a distribution problem i've been saying that for 40 years and i'll continue yeah. to say that yeah. that you know we got it you know it gets out of the farmer's hands into the into the uh processors like ken over at nasonville dairy and then it goes to food brokers well yeah. they've only got yeah. a semi going into this town two or three times a week well if they you know, Wisconsin cheeses, they put it on the truck six or seven days a week. That's a lot of cheese that can move. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sure people will dispute me, but uh, I don't think it's a supply problem. I think it's a distribution problem. And I think that the onus on a lot of people in the industry, after it gets through the processor, from the dairy farmer to the processor, from there to the consumer, I think there's a, a little bit of a drop-off. But uh, that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, uh, after the show this morning, I might fly over to uh, Nasonville and and jump in there and grab a pound or two of cheese curds just to make sure, ooh, just delicious. to make sure that uh, maybe yeah. maybe it'll help me. Oh, uh, it'll believe me, it sure won't hurt you. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's well, speaking of dairy, Mark Stevenson's going to join us. Is this? Uh, COVID-19 continues to be a challenge in this country and around the world. We'll do that next, right here on WAG. When Provision Partners Cooperative Energy Division is your partner, your home, farm, and business runs with the best. All year round, they deliver the Senex Petroleum products you trust. From LP for heating your house to gas, diesel, and lubricants for your trucks and equipment, along with bulk oil and kerosene. Provision Partners Cooperative is based in central Wisconsin. It's member-owned, member-controlled, and focused on your success. Talk to Provision Partners Cooperative today, 1-800-236-1041 or online at provisionpartners.coop. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Coronavirus, it's a word I'm almost tired of saying and I know people are getting tired of hearing, but nevertheless, it's big in our life. And it's big in dairy farming life, yet I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Gosh, Dr. Stevenson down at the UW in Madison has some insights about how this whole thing is affecting the dairy industry. Yes, not just the dairy industry, but agriculture in general. Scott, Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We've been keeping you up to date with COVID-19 and its impact on agriculture ever since this story broke. Uh, about a month back, you know, you think about the markets, but there's other things that we're not really thinking about and are not necessarily top of mind at the moment. Supply chain dis- disruptions, shortage on supplies that farmers use on a regular basis, 
Farmer Health. It's not as though they're immune to COVID-19 and planting season is right around the corner. And then another thing that Dr. Stevenson mentioned is there could be a shortage of medicine for livestock and other farm animals. That's correct. I mean, this is not uh, just simply isolated to a dairy industry, but you know, the things that tangentially impact the dairy industry are also impacted. And, you know, we're, we're getting some of this feedback across, um, you know, different organizations. Um, you know, one of them as a good example. Uh, we are somewhat concerned about whether or not there'll be an impact on, um, on medical supplies that veterinary, uh, you know, would ordinarily be using or you would be using on the farm for veterinary purposes. Uh, animal pharmaceutical products, partly because they're being diverted, you know, very much necessarily to uh, the human supply side of things. And the suppliers are also distracted uh, with making sure that um, our hospitals and healthcare providers have everything that they need. So that is a bit of an issue, but it could also trickle on out to impact things like fertilizer, fuel, and other things that farms will need as we get into um, planting season here in just a short period of time. Of course, and then sticking with supply chain, uh, hypothetically, what if a milk truck driver got sick? What would that do to the movement of product? Well, we have a lot of our um, milk that's picked up in the state that's picked up by relatively small firms, you know, one or two truck operations. So their bench isn't very deep. If one of them has to uh, uh, you know, stay at home and self-quarantine for a period of time. Do we have backup drivers that can take the route? You know, this isn't quite like just uh, driving from point A to point B. You you need to be trained in proper milk uh, pickup and, you know, bulk tank washing techniques, that kind of thing. Uh, so it's important uh, that we have enough access there to make sure that works. And at the other end, you know, we've also wondered a little bit about uh, the plants that that milk is being delivered to. Uh, what happens if we have a coronavirus positive identified in uh, one of the cheese plants, for example? Do the, uh, does the entire plant have to close down and, and quarantine for a, a two-week period of time? If so, um, can we get the milk quickly to other plants and not have to have farmers dumping that milk? Uh, that could be an issue for us. We've seen the images of grocery stores across the United States have shelves that are completely empty. So it's certainly not the time for something like that to happen. Uh, before we move on, are there any other supply chain disruptions that you think we should know about? Oh, you know, I don't think that we even know what all of those can be. Um, you know, we're starting to see some of the supply chains open back up again, as in exports. Um, that was slowed down or almost stopped when uh, ports were being plugged up um, with uh, shutdowns and isolation uh, in China at first. And now we're seeing some of that with our, our ports trying to get product loaded and out from, you know, uh, for example, California. Uh, so, you know, there, there can be impacts all along the supply chain, even at points that we don't normally think about. I'm talking with Dr. Mark Stevenson of UW-Madison about the impacts that COVID-19 might have on agriculture that you aren't necessarily thinking about. Uh, let's transition to farmer health. Farmers are a relatively older population. According to the last ag census, 58 years old is the average age for the American farmer. So what does that mean for our farmers' health during this COVID-19 crisis? Well, we have to, you know, be all aware of the headlines that we've been hearing um, that 
this virus seems to be particularly virulent against uh, older populations. So by the time we get to be 60, uh, 65, 70, and, and on up, and we still have active farmers in those age groups, um, if they contract the uh, COVID-19 uh, virus, then you know, they're likely to be more susceptible to its impacts and, and the greater problem. And, of course, um, many of our rural communities just don't have health care as close or as nearby um, as we do in more metropolitan regions that, um, you know, uh, medical clinics and things are, are not as uh, readily available and they may not have all the equipment necessary for uh, people who might need ventilators, for example. So, you know, that's a bit of an issue. And, of course, many of these older operators are also uh, the large supply of labor on that farm. So that's that's a bit of a problem for those folks, too, if they really have to um, be bedridden for a period of time. Perfect transition because that's something I wanted to touch on. What does all of this mean for the farm's workforce, not just the farmer themselves, but their labor as well? Yeah, we've been talking about and thinking about that a bit more. Um, you know, for example, if you have worker that goes down, uh, does that mean that all of your workers have to uh, quarantine at home? And if that's true, uh, what do we do to make sure the cows are being milk fed and, and cleaned on a regular basis? Um, people need to think about that a little bit. We've also had some uh, folks who have been saying that, you know, my uh, farm workers have children at home out of school now and, you know, they need to be watched. And I, I did hear from a farmer, too, that had talked about, you know, we're trying to make this a bring your kid to work day, uh, you know, for some of them. So um, if, the, if the children aren't um, actively, um, you know, or could could be at the farm for a period of time, not working necessarily, but, you know, being entertained, do some things there, then, you know, it's a, it may be a decent thing to try to imagine that. But I think that if you've got a, a real crew of workers to uh, be thinking about and try to put a plan in place uh, where you can imagine how it is that we watch for kids or indeed elderly um, and uh, recognize that we still need to make sure that they're being quarantined and safe. It's just such a trickle-down effect when I listen to everything that you say. It's, it feels as though every single dot connects to the other. Uh, and then before I let you go, I want to dive into protective equipment because with all this going on, do you see there being any shortages of protective equipment that farmers are used to using on a daily basis? Um, if not daily basis, on a regular basis, for sure. Uh, you know, so much that we've read about or heard about in the news has been these N95 respirators uh, that are being used. And... They're also used on farms, and particularly as we think about uh, people who are trying to get into some of the grain that was harvested to sell. Um, you know, there have been recommendations for the use of respirators just because the grain is uh, really dusty, and last fall's harvest was not optimal. And, um, you know, so we, we want to make sure that farm workers are protected. At the same time, we want to make sure that people aren't trying to buy and hoard that kind of equipment that's needed all over the place until we get the supply of those back up. And again, that's Mark Stevenson talking about this COVID-19 virus. And, you know, yeah, it's getting frustrating and it's, you know, I think most people are sick of talking about it, but all you got to do is go one day without talking about it. And people say, oh, it must be over. And then here we go oh, again. Yeah. So you got to keep it in, in front of people. It is very serious what we're going through right now. That's right. 
you know, one thing, Bob, about about that whole thing, if you look back at the 1918 uh, Spanish flu situation, oh, yeah. it was that very thing. They let off the throttle. They had it kind of under control, and then everybody walked away from it for a month or so, and it hit hard the second time. Yeah, so again, enjoy it. Now, it's going to be 57 and partly sunny today, so get outside. Just don't be in a big group together. You know, you can be with people, but, uh, you know, use common sense. I guess that's it. So, and again, yeah. wash your hands and uh, do what you know is right. And just just a note, Bob, real quick, that I, I speak about the Spanish flu from 1918 only from reading it in history. Yeah, yeah. Neither of us were there, believe it or not. No, and, uh, you know, and then you get all the uh, the guys that, well, they're getting to be fewer and fewer around anymore that went through the 30s, you know, with right. the, the heat and the drought and the cold and the snow. And, well, right. I'll tell you, now this generation's got something to talk about. Remember 2020 and the COVID yep. virus, COVID-19. <laughs> yep. So always something. Hey, it's 530 in the morning, and uh, Scott's uh, got some local news. What's going on around the area? And more people are getting sick with the coronavirus in the Chippewa Valley. Eau Claire, Chippewa, and Dunn counties all reported new cases yesterday. There are seven people sick in Eau Claire County, three people sick in Chippewa County, and two in Dunn County. And cases also have been reported in other area counties. There are no deaths related to the virus in any of these area counties. But uh, the state's Department of Health Services yesterday said more than 700 people in the state are sick with the virus. Twelve have died. Most of the deaths, eight, are in Milwaukee County. There are confirmed cases in 37 Wisconsin counties. Masks, gloves, respirators, coveralls, face shields, and foot coverings all are on Wisconsin's must-have list. Governor Evers yesterday put out the call for protective health care gear. He said the state's looking for people to donate or sell large stockpiles of whatever they have. All of the items are in short supply at hospitals across the state because of the coronavirus outbreak. And there's a neat story around here. I saw it on uh, Channel 13 this morning. Some ladies, I think they belong to a sewing group. And they're taking a lot of their material that they've used to, you know, make clothes or make quilts. And they're making these masks now right. that they can take into the hospitals. One lady's husband is a doctor. She said, what can I do for you today? He said, take some of that material and do something good with it. <laughs> That's right. So they're making these masks. they got kids doing it, so uh, maybe... That's something that, uh, you know, people can do in a small town. You know, you got the hospital in right. Stanley and these things, some local sewing groups if they're short of masks. I'm not sure with this material how, you yeah. know, surgically or medically, you know, comparable they are to the surgical right. mask. But it, it's something that uh, that's a neat story. So some people are finding ways to help out. But uh, and, and, I and digress. This is real. And, and oh, it's yeah. real. I yeah, was... Yeah. Talking with my daughter yesterday, who's a nurse practitioner at one of the large area medical facilities, and she has face-to-face contact with people. She gets one mask for the week. All right. So, so yeah, this a, is a serious situation, that's for absolutely. sure. All right, I digress. What else is going on? Fire investigators say they can't find a cause for the deadly fire in Chippewa, in Dunn County this week. The state's fire marshal yesterday wrapped up its investigation into last weekend's fire in Springbrook. One person, 53-year-old Vu Lor, was, uh, died of smoke inhalation in that fire. Five people were hurt. Investigators say the cause is still undetermined. 
Another top commander in the Wisconsin National Guard is out of a job. The state's adjutant general yesterday fired Colonel James Locke from his post at the Milwaukee-based 128th Air Refueling Wing. General Paul Knapp said he lost confidence in Locke's ability to command, partially because of misconduct allocations. Locke is the latest commander to be replaced after an investigation into sexual misconduct claims showed that Wisconsin Guard commanders swept some allegations under the rug. And Leinenkugel is stepping up to fill the country's hand sanitizer shortage. The brewery this week donated 165 barrels of bulk beer to the Chippewa River Distillery to be turned into hand sanitizer. The coronavirus has stores across the country looking for sanitizer. A number of breweries and distilleries in the U.S. are turning their alcohol into sanitizer. And, oh, that's kind of a sad story. No, it's a great story. It's a great great story. story. There's enough beer for you. You don't have to worry about that. Golly, my goodness. No, it's a great story. What an effort. I mean, it's it's great to hear these stories about people really recognizing this problem and doing what they can. I mean, some That's of the ethanol right. plants uh, have, if they got the right licenses, yep. can make some of these hand sanitizers as well. Right. So, uh, no, it's a great story about what people are stepping up Absolutely. to do. All right, you go have a beer. <laughs> All right, we'll bring him back later. But we got to get to the weather. Kelly Slifka's over at Skywarn 13 to talk about it as we get into the weekend. Morning, Kelly. Oh, I know. Maybe he's out in a, getting ready to get into some nice warm weather but uh again if we round up kelly here we'll we'll get him on he, i hear a little noise in the background oh i'm here oh there you are all right good enough and once again put on the wrong headphones <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem isn't it yeah i don't know what these headphones are in here for i just need to get rid of them well there you go but uh boy you know we speculated when march came in it was so warm and we speculated oh boy what's it going to be like for march to go out boy Pretty nice, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, yesterday was just uh, actually turned out to be a really nice afternoon, and uh, I really see a really nice afternoon again today. Now, there are some changes that are going to be coming in tomorrow. Tomorrow is looking like kind of a soggy weather pattern. Of course, this is the last weekend of March, uh, but then it looks like we'll warm up nicely for the uh, last couple of days of March and going into April as well. So no big, uh, well, snowstorms head our way for sure, but we will see some rain moving in. It looks like, a, especially by tomorrow afternoon, it could be a pretty steady rain for that. Uh, enjoy the sunshine today. We'll call it partly sunny. It's going to be a mild afternoon. Yesterday, we got up to a 53 in Eau Claire. I'm expecting a high of 57, so that the sunshine should really warm us up nicely. We'll start to see some clouds roll in tonight with that chance of rain developing late. Overnight low down to 41. The rain's going to be coming in from the south. We'll see kind of waves of that uh, late tonight through tomorrow morning. Then periods of rain tomorrow afternoon uh, getting up to 49. So it's going to be a wet Saturday for us through Saturday night. And then most of this should clear out Sunday. At least the rain should clear out. I don't think the clouds will clear out completely, but it should be a dry day up to uh, 50. Then the sun returns Monday, high of 56. Uh, right now in Eau Claire with mostly clear skies, 31 degrees. I'm Sky Warren, 13 meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Boy, that sun doesn't take much as high as it's getting in the sky. It can warm it up in a hurry with the snow gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just sitting out on the porch yesterday just absorbing that sun, and it felt pretty warm out there in the sun. Yeah, it's it's nice. Yep. Thanks, Kelly. Have a good weekend. You too. Kelly Slifka over there at Sky Warren 13 with our weather this morning on Wax. Brought to you by Smith Brothers Meats in the Colby area.
Now is the time to talk to Smith Brothers Meats of Colby about catering your upcoming special events. They'll do a delicious sit-down buffet or picnic-style meals for groups of 50 to 1,500. They also serve hot and tasty carryout meals for smaller groups. Smith Brothers Meats, with food for any type of gathering. Call 1-800-949-1393 for menu details, prices, and available catering dates. Smith Brothers Meats of Colby is your pellet grill headquarters. Stop in and see their huge selection. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, you call us, you never know what's going to happen. Ronnie Seibel from Bloomer is on the air with us this morning, and he crawled out from under a cow or two this morning to let us know. What you say is going on? They're hauling that stuff? Yeah, I said our milkman from Legrander's over in Stanley there, he had to haul 5,100 gallons of summer shanty from Lining Cookles <laughs> over to the distillery so they could make alcohol. I wonder how I wonder how much of it made it over there if he made any pit stops along the way. I said you dumb shit, you should have gave us a couple of gallons before you dumped it. <laughs> oh, that's good. So then he's uh, now does he does he clean out the truck from the milk to haul the beer or does he clean it out now from the beer to haul the milk? I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. It could put a nice flavor in the milk, couldn't it? Yeah, it would taste delicious. <laughs> All right, go back to milking cows. Okay, we'll see ya. There he goes, Ronnie Seidel over there in the Bloomer area. <laughs> Unfettered this morning <laughs> on the farm show. <laughs> oh, who has more fun than people, huh? All right, we got other things to do. Hey, speaking of <laughs> milk haulers hauling that stuff, that's uh, that's good stuff. All right, hey, before we get to markets and uh, Countryside Co-op program, uh, some things not going on this weekend. The uh, Farm Bureau Federation was scheduled to start today and run through tomorrow their Ignite Conference in Madison. Of course, that's called off. And on Sunday, the uh, Thorpe FFA alumni having their farm toy show. No, they're not. That's been canceled as well. And if you're planning next week to go over to Oshkosh for the uh, big farm show, WPS Farm Show at the EAA grounds in Oshkosh, it's uh, not going to happen. So, again, those are some. And you mentioned some changes at the National Guard, some changes at the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation as well. That's right. Uh, Dave Daniels yesterday was named Interim Chief Administrative Officer at the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Uh, The action by the Farm Bureau Bureau Federation's board uh, follows the departure of Dale Beatty as the uh, Chief Administrative Officer leaving. Uh, Daniel serves as Wisconsin Farm Bureau's vice president and for the past 20 years has represented the eight southeastern Wisconsin counties as District 1 director. And we'll be following up on that to see uh, about all those changes. All right, good enough. And uh, we've got markets coming up and a whole lot more. Who knows what else we're going to get into this morning. At Hurlburt Heating and Plumbing, we're more than just your home comfort experts. Now through April 15th, when you buy an air conditioner from Hurlburt Heating and Plumbing, we'll give you a free furnace. Call or visit HurlburtHP.com for more information. Bertrang Roofing, locally owned since 1976, Fairchild, Wisconsin. Free estimates. If you're looking for a great-paying, part-time job with flexible hours, check out 2020 Census Jobs. Apply today at 2020census.gov forward slash jobs to help strengthen your community. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, I got another call here. A guy said, just got off work sitting in my truck. And he said, I'm 
getting some gas. Tell people to keep panicking. I love these gas prices. <laughs> yeah. I think we all do. So, again, uh, and we do have some uh, markets to get to. And, uh, well, why don't we get to it? Where are we going? Let's go over to Equity Altoona, where Jim Lindsay has the latest about yesterday's sales. Cows and fats on a lower tone. Choice beef steers and heifers, no test. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 84 to 88. Choice Holstein steers, 77 to 84. Select underfinished heavyweight steers and heifers, 77 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 55 to 60, with the top is 63.50. 60% of the cows sold from 40 to 54. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 40 and down. Cull bulls sold from 60 to 82, with the top of 85. Thin, full, horn, and bulls weighing over a ton, all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up Holstein bull calves sold from 20 to $90 per head. Fancy beef calves sold from 50 to $190 per head. Light, poor quality calves sold from $20 per head and down. Just a quick reminder, our next special feeder sale will be Friday, April 3rd. If you would like to sign any cattle to our upcoming sales or would like an on-farm visit, feel free to call the market at 715-835-3104. Early consignments are always appreciated. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim. You have a great day, too. And let's get more markets heading over to the Equity Stratford sale barn as we're about 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, we're in the 30s right now. We'll get into the 50s today with some sunshine. Speaking of sunshine, here's Jerry Fitzgerald from over there at the uh, Equity Stratford sale barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, thank you very much. And uh, talking about the weather, what a gorgeous afternoon it was yesterday. I mean, you could just pretty much be outside with just no jacket, just maybe a light sweatshirt. It's, uh, maybe we'll get a early spring this year, so that'd be good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting nice out there, that is for sure. Well, I know it uh, continues to be a challenge at the sale barns, but uh, wrap up the week for us. Bob, I'll do that, and I thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. Unfortunately, on the cow market yesterday, we did see a lower tone on the cows yesterday uh, as compared to earlier in the week. On the close yesterday, these high-yielding utility, good big fleshy cows were selling from 59 to 67. And as you folks know, earlier in the week, we had a lot of cows from that 68 up to 74 and a half earlier in the week. But of 67 on yesterday's sale and the majority of cows in yesterday's auction your average cows are selling from 44 to 58 thin plain light carcass cows below 44 bulls remain steady most of the week selling from 75 to 85 on the better quality bulls with a top at 92 and a half on the very fancy beef bulls a lightweight bull 70 and back fat cattle trade choice grading holstein steers are mostly from 80 to 91 high yielding choice prime grade 91 to 94 uh, select and underfinished cattle, 77 and back. Now in the calf market, mostly steady trend all week on the bull calves. Again, the buyers very cautious, uh, very selective on quality. A better quality, 85, 230-pound bull calves, mostly from 40 to 100, up to 115. Heifer calves, uh, limited demand, 40 and below. Beef calves continue to be in good demand, mostly from 100 to 230, up to 255. And as we head into the weekend, uh, just take a look at the sales schedule for next week. Uh, uh, next sale, of course, will be mon on Monday, March 30th. That uh, will start at 9.30. Our next uh, feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday, April the 1st at noon. And as we mentioned yesterday, if you folks in the dairy business are looking for some just recently fresh, very good quality Holstein heifers, we do have uh, those for sale, private treaty basis. So uh, give us a call here, 687-4101 is our phone number and uh well i guess that's about all we have and again we do want to thank the folks for their cooperation 
with the restrictions uh, on everything. So it's it's a it's a burden, like you said, Bob. But we're going to get through this, and uh, uh, eventually, especially if spring comes now, maybe uh, everybody will be in a better mood, and things will things will move along here. But also, in that one note, uh, again. Uh, you folks know I'm involved in municipal government, and we certainly urge you, if you are planning to vote absentee, uh, do those applications today because uh, the, it takes time to process all this stuff. So uh, get them in the mail today or email them or however you do it uh, so your local clerk can get the ballots to you, and you can get them back before April 7th. So, Bob, uh, I guess that's where you have. Everybody enjoy the weekend, and we'll be here on Monday morning. And you advocate that Chicago election. Vote early and vote often. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Bob. You guys too. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald with the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. It's a quarter to six. We're going to have some sunshine today and temperatures in the upper 50s. Gear up for spring with a little help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Keep livestock comfortable with a four foot by six foot rubber mat from Humane Manufacturing, priced at $39.99. Stock up and save on KT hay for your animals. Choose from 48-ounce Timothy hay with and without carrots and 60-ounce wafer-cut hay, just two for $12. Select Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feed, now $2 off. Keep cattle and swine healthy with Liquamycin LA200 Antibiotic, 100 milliliters, $17.99. Other sizes also on sale. And pick up a three-cubic-foot bag of America's Choice Eco Flake All-Natural Pine Shavings, just $4.99. Plus, save on these great doorbuster deals. Large bags of Purina Pro Plan, now $5 off. And get two 20-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Wild Bird Food for just 10 bucks. Press for time or just don't want to get out of your car? Order online and drive up. We'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And with that, let's wrap up our market information here this morning, about uh, approaching 13 minutes before 6 o'clock. Board of Trade with this virus and ethanol situation, especially putting severe pressure on the corn market. Markets were mostly lower. Soybeans were higher overnight, but uh, May corn this morning down to at 346 Oats down five to six at two sixty six. May wheat down a penny five sixty eight. But the soybeans for May up a nickel overnight eight eighty five. Soybean meal up four dollars a ton at three twenty six ninety. Looking at our country elevator prices, including on our DTN machine this morning at Doomer's Grain Service and Holman Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. That corn price today is three nineteen. The soybeans at eight forty three, and uh, Golden Plump. The corn price is three twenty five. At the elevators at Baldwin, Durand, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, corn 304, the beans at 823, Elk Mound 312 and 829, Sparta 303 and 825, Ellsworth 296 and 823, Ethanol Plants, Boyceville corn 307, Stanley now 299, New Richmond Grain Facility 297. Dairy markets lower yesterday, barrels down three and three quarters, 140 and a quarter, block cheese down a nickel at 174. Double A butter down six and a quarter at one fifty nine. Better be some specials in the grocery store on cheese and butter and milk because uh, these prices are sure demanding that these prices come down. 
March down a nickel at 1623. April class three down 24 at 1570. May down 33 at 1456. June down to 1473 below $15 on a market that was 42 cents lower on June contracts yesterday. July down 26 at 1544 and prices lower into 2021. That's a look at the markets this morning, and uh, we've got more coming up. 32 degrees right now, partly sunny today, high of 57. Rain moving in after midnight tonight and probably for much of the day tomorrow. Countryside Cooperative, creative solutions, exceptional value. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The world is changing, and the way we do business is changing, including for the folks at Countryside Cooperative. And this morning, once again, Jim Tiedke is with us, Chief Talent Officer and Sales and Marketing Leader. And, Jim, we're talking about this coronavirus, COVID-19. How are you handling it? What are you doing at the co-op? Because you've got a lot of locations and a lot of people to deal with. We're focused on the health and safety of our employees and their families and, of course, our members, customers. And we do service a number of communities. So, you know, we, we are trying to, to make sure we're uh, keeping apprised of what the, the uh, Center for Disease Control uh, is, is offering us as guidance. And, uh, you know, our... Uh, we are considered uh, an essential uh, part of the uh, infrastructure here. And uh, so our locations are remaining open. Um, we have a crop to get in the ground. We've got, you know, animals that need to be fed. Uh, grain needs to be hauled. We've got to supply energy. So our locations are uh, going to be ready to serve as customers need. Uh, the thing that we've had to do is put uh, some protocols in place on how the customers and the employees interact, you know, with the social distancing and, and those types of things. Um, so uh, we, we have those types of things in place. Um, but uh, we we do have uh, all the locations open, and we are, uh, you know, definitely in a position to, to deliver and serve this spring. Um, you know, now as as the disease takes its course here, uh, you know, we, you know, if we end up getting more employees that would contract, right now we don't have any, but. Uh, uh, you know, we, we may have to uh, rearrange our driver team and, uh, uh, you know, serve the customers the best we can. And you have put together a, what's called a response team. Who's on that team and, and what kind of responsibilities are they charged with? Yes, yeah, so uh, our uh, response team is we've got uh, myself, we've got our other HR person, um, we've got uh, some department uh, business heads, leads that are on it, our IT lead, our uh, director of safety and uh, compliance is on it. Uh, and we are meeting uh, 
usually it's been about twice a week and monitoring you know what the center for the cdc is is telling us is, needs to happen what the state is saying needs to happen uh and then we're monitoring you know our locations and any people that uh, you know would be coming from vacation this is kind of a popular vacation time so we've had some people that have been um, on cruises or on vacation you know out, out of the country and as they come back in we are uh, having them self-quarantine um, like I say we haven't had any uh, of our employees that have contracted the virus yet um, but we uh, this response team is uh, communicating and keeping a really close eye on what's happening uh, we we put a uh, communication out two weeks ago uh, to all the employees on you know, things that they should be doing as far as uh, you know cleaning and sanitary measures and um, then the second communication went out talked more about the social distancing uh and this last one that went out we uh the third one actually we talked a lot about uh so how are we going to take payments and um how are we going to uh communicate with the customers um, and those types of things so every of the three letters that have gone out to the employees each week it has kind of ramped up its level of uh, uh, protective measures that's jim tietke with countryside cooperative working with their employees and with their customers in this time of crisis with the covid19 virus and uh, again they're uh, as he said we've got our employees and our customers in the forefront of how we operate all right, we've got 32 degrees, looking for a high today, about 57, partly sunny. You going to get anything done today, or are you going to wait till tomorrow and say, boy, I wish I could do that, and it's raining outside? <laughs> no, I'm going to get after it when I get there. Tom. All right, good luck. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Yep. All right. Social distancing, that's the uh, operative phrase of the of the year, I think it will be, not only here, but around the world. So, again, stay safe. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy today. Partly sunny of 57. Rain tomorrow. High about 49. At Hurlburt Heating and Plumbing, we're more than just your home comfort experts. Now through April 15th, when you buy an air conditioner from Hurlburt Heating and Plumbing, we'll give you a free furnace. Call or visit HurlburtHP.com for more information. Wax 104.1.